working too. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. <laughs> Hey, you guys, I'm Kristen Cantrell. Not, I said, you have to say your name is Kristen Fazio. Wait, wait a minute. I'm Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. Today's guest is Nicole Wilhelm. She's from the Bay Area of California. And I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her. We were having the greatest conversations and I just had to have her as a guest. So Nicole, Nicole welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, where do I start? I feel like I'm most moms where you do everything. Uh, but if I had to start in the business realm, husband team, I think that's important in changing the narrative because you always hear husband and wife. Why not be wife and husband? Uh, I have a daughter. Her name is Olivia. She is four years old going on 30. Uh, and I'm always um, looking to learn uh, and to continue to be a better version of myself for um, one for myself and also for the people that I serve. That's awesome. So how long have you been in real estate? And tell us a little bit about your business. Sure. I've been in real estate for about six years. I started as a real estate uh, de uh, developer and uh, investor back in 2010. I actually graduated from uh, Hawaii Pacific University. I came back to the mainland only to see that we are in a recession. Uh, thankfully, I had the opportunity to purchase my first home during that time. Uh, and then we lived in it for a little bit, ended up renting it out. And then we did a buy and hold strategy from then on. Uh, and a little bit about my business. I uh, primarily work with, I would say, people in tech um, or finance uh, who are looking to purchase their first property or they're looking to build generational wealth because their family is from somewhere else. Um, so they're immigrants to America uh, and it's awesome to see their parents' faces when they find that house and their parents look at them and go, you did good. <laughs> That's really what I look for uh, when I help uh, our clients on the buy side. And then on the sell side, uh, we have clients who don't know how much money they have in their home. And when they find out, they go, why, why not move? Right. And it's really a game changer in their life and they can live a better lifestyle by selling and then moving somewhere else. That's awesome. So you said, you know, you've been in real estate six years, which is um, a good amount of time and you have a team of eight. So like, tell us about like, how did that happen? How did you evolve from six years ago into here you are a team of eight doing high volume and like, what did that look like? Sure. Uh, it's sort of like a cell phone battery charge, right? Where you get a lot of your charge in the first like hour or two. And like, it was just my husband and myself. And then we realized to get to that next level, we had to hire a team. You just can't do everything. And I wanted to be, um, I want to play a major role in my daughter's life. So we hired our first assistant maybe about three years ago. Then we quickly recognized that we needed during the pandemic that we needed help for paperwork for PEDS, which is a hold harmless agreement that had to go out every single time and to do scheduling. So we hired our second assistant. Uh, and then uh, just, I guess, by word of mouth, agents started contacting us saying, hey, we've been following you on either Facebook or Instagram, or we see the work that you do in the diversity council. We would love to join your team. And then from that point on, uh, we just grew from there. 
That's I love awesome. That. Yeah. In our last conversation, we were talking about the importance of being your authentic self to attract mm-hmm. the kind of people you want around you. And you clearly do that really well. I love looking at your photos, by the way. Your daughter is so beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. I haven't seen your daughter. Now I'm like, I got to oh see God, this, this four-year-old that's going to be 30. <laughs> <laughs> I have one, and but it's a boy and he's he's crazy. But I totally feel you. We're going on 30. <laughs> Yeah, she's very opinionated um, in a good way. And we try to foster that, right? So I'm trying to unlearn a lot of the things that I learned growing up to just make sure that she's an empowered woman, right? Um, I think that's important. And that's why I joke and say she's going on 30 because we have her do affirmation exercises in the mirror. Like all the things that I'm doing now, I'm just like, go ahead. Here you go, girl. Here's your list. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I do that with my kids, not consistent as consistently as I'd like. But when we drive to school, we all say our affirmations for the day. And it's cool because they actually love it. And they like yell them. And I'm like, yeah, let's like yell them. And a lot of the times it's like, I'm not going to get in trouble today. I'm going to, you know, just like <laughs> a little different than mine. But <laughs> I, know, I know I forgot to put our cute background. There it is. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Um, That's so great. You know, it's funny how you... Uh, like making your kids yell out things like my daughter. I was just telling Kristen this morning, my 14 year old daughter is in a spot right now. She's super lazy. All she wants to do is, is like lay around. And I'm like, you can't be lazy. That's a terrible <laughs> character flaw. She's like, what's a character flaw? <laughs> like, what can we do instead of being lazy? You've got like a month to figure it out. because It takes a long time to figure things out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my God. But I think, I think that was like such a, a light bulb to me. And I love that you just said that. Cause I do feel like a lot of us could be like teaching affirmations to little kids because it's so important to me to like build confident children. Like that is something that is so important for them to grow up with. So I love that. Every time I see my daughter exude some kind of wisdom, I like make a big damn deal about it. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so wise. Let me tell you why that was. And she's looking at me like, mom, <laughs> like, am I a genius? <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us, um, what else were you, you said something else that I was, um, I'm like, we got to touch on that. Okay. So when you started hiring your, your first, second, third, like your assistant, everything, cause you're like, I want to spend more time with my daughter. I know that's a struggle for a lot of people, especially a lot of women out there that want to take everything on themselves. So like, how did you get through that? How are you like, okay, I'm ready to let go and give control over to these people? Yeah, I always put it back on being of service, right? So how do you be of service to your client at the utmost level? You can't do that by yourself, right? You have to have a team to be able to do like your buyer's needs, right? They need disclosures. They need to know when offer dates are due. Uh, You need to be available almost 24 hours a day for your clients. And I personally didn't feel like it had to be me, right? It could have been anybody. They just want to feel like they're being touched and they have, um, your team supporting them. And one of the most, you know, it could be the one of the most stressful times of their life. I say there's nothing really um, this monumental that will happen to you next to, I don't know, getting married, maybe having a child, right? <laughs> Just personally. Um, so having a team to support you in this process is ideal. Um, also, I am a type A personality. So sometimes I felt like, oh man, maybe I should do it. They want me, like this is what they hired me for. But really what they hire you for is to get them into a home or to make the process simpler. So if you can put things in place, it's actually better than you doing it yourself 
because you have another pair of eyes or in our case, you know, several pairs of eyes and it makes the process or it can make the process seamless. I think that's really wise because it's actually a very humble response because you're right. A lot of people say nobody can do it like me or and what I've learned as I've gotten older, because I tend to be that way, like want the control. But I, now I say to things to people like, girl, you don't want me doing that part because yeah. there's somebody who's better at that part than me. So I want you to have the best and I am not the best. Like, that's not me. You want this person working on that. And they're like, oh, OK, that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then also it's it allows more time for self-care. It's not selfish to need or want time for yourself. And then you're better for everybody, right? You're better for your clients. You're better for your kids. You're better for your husband. You're better for yourself. And I started to recognize that time was like dwindling. I was like, wait, I gave all this time to everybody else. Mm -hmm. But then I don't have time for myself and I never had the opportunity to replenish until I hired that team. And now when I sit down with my clients, I'm like, how are you doing? Let's take some time and see how, you know, I can make your life better because my cup is full. Yes. How so do wait, you do that? I know. I was just going to tell say, me about your self-care. Yeah, self what do you do? Not how do you make the time? I get that. But I'm just curious about your like your mm -hmm. perspective on self-care. Like, what do you do for yourself? Yeah, I listen to what my body needs. So right now, uh, my husband and I are trying for a second, right? So I'm doing acupuncture. So I am just in a better state. I create a better environment for our, you know, potential second child. Uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, I recognized that I held a lot of the issues that my clients would have, right? They would throw up all their issues and then I would like take it and not would know where to put it. So I started training as an amateur boxer. Um, to get that aggression out. Uh, it was great. It was awesome. <laughs> Sounds fabulous. I totally want to do that. Kristen and I will come box with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely love it. And then I recognize that um, I was getting really tired, right? Because it was a lot of like aggression. So to replenish, I would do cryotherapy. Um, if you're not familiar, it's getting in a really cold. <laughs> like I've done it. I've done cold yeah. plunging. Yes, it's Hell. just like that. It, it is, but it makes you grateful that you're alive. It reminds you, right? It's a great reset. It's like a control, alt, delete, and you're back. <laughs> I, seriously, when I was called last year. Um, you did it for like a I year. Did no, I didn't do it that long. I did it, like, like it. for months. I did it for months. I, and it, it, the water was like literally just above freezing or like 40 <laughs> degrees or something like that. And I would, it would be like five in the morning or 4.30 in the morning. And I, my husband would be like, all I hear out there is, Whoa! <laughs> and I come in, I'm on red from head to toe, like perfectly red. She's like, why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I see everyone talks about it. And so I was like, I'm going to try a cold shower. That is miserable, miserable. It's like far worse to plunge in. No, it is far worse for sure. And then I do also uh, sensory deprivation. Like I go into a tank, like a float tank. Um, to be alone with your thoughts. I think it's important. It used to terrify oh, yeah. me. I used to feel like it was a coffin. Um, and now I'm like, no, it's really like it's perspective, right? So it's the universe's womb is how I started telling myself uh, a new story about it. And it's time for me to really um, ask questions that I don't have time to do during the day because you're busy going here, there, whatever. One is like, you know, am I acting in, um, intentionally um, towards my purpose? Am I, you know, being a value to the people around me? Just things like that um, to set, reset my mind for gratitude. Because sometimes I think we just get so busy that we forget to be grateful that we, when uh, a couple of days or years or months prior to this, you asked for this life and now you have it. <laughs> and it's time to be grateful for it. Who just said that the other day? We were um, interviewing and she was like, 
It was Stevie Pratt. She oh. was like, I pray to the Lord forever for what I have right now. So if yeah. I ever have this moment where I'm like losing perspective, I remind myself it's something that I, this is, I'm living my best life. Mm -hmm. Like you have to reset because we're human and we were stupid mm -hmm. and we fall into these really bad mindsets. But if, the faster you can kick that out of your brain and remind yourself you're grateful, it's uh, it's a life changing thing to get in that habit. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I love that you just shared all these different ways that you have self-care because I feel like so many of us are like, oh, it means getting a massage or getting a pedicure. Like, no, it like is, it's so much more than that. And you need to like really figure out what works for you. I was actually talking with a bunch of moms yesterday at a, a women's Bible study and all the women were like, they don't take time for themselves. And they were talking about how it's not just like going and scrolling on Instagram and Facebook without your kids around mm -hmm. you. Like it's you, that is like what's causing some of the issues. So what are you doing? And I think that that really helps when you give those specifics for people to be like, well, what can I do for myself? You know, first of all, let's go back to the boxing. Yeah. We do you let people thing. hit you in the face? I mean, I try not to let people hit me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's my Kristen discipline. And I, <laughs> Kristen and I have had this conversation for years. I love MMA. Like I oh, would yeah. totally be an MMA fighter yeah. if yeah, you can have something like some just girl. don't hit my face. <laughs> I have a fear of someone knocking out my teeth because yeah. I have two fake front teeth from getting them knocked out. So I'm always like, just stay down here. <laughs> that just means your defense has to be like the best in the room. Like that's one yes. thing that I would focus on because um, it got to the point where I was starting to box like guys. And I, I'm like, man, you know, if I do get hit one time in the face, I could get like, knocked out or my teeth or whatever. Yeah. Mouth guards are important. That helps. Yeah. Headgear is important. And then also <laughs> when you work on your defense, um, it makes it not to say you'll never get hit in the face, but it's less. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it kickboxing or straight up boxing? Straight up boxing. Oh my God, I like you. I that know, is, that's so I, fun. I think that is so cool. And I love the float tanks. I, except yeah. my problem is, is I want to go into the float tank and like think, but I always fall asleep. Every maybe that's time. what your body needs though. You know, maybe your body's like, all right, and we're turning down. <laughs> yeah, lay down means fall asleep. So when I get my lashes done, I twitch. Like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I wake up, I'm like, I'm so sorry I was twitching. <laughs> lay down means fall asleep. <laughs> that's awesome. So tell us about how you met your husband. Oh, uh, we met when we were 21 uh, in a casino in Pacheco, California. It was a card room. He was a professional poker player. Uh, he came into the casino and I was a board person. For those of you who don't know professional poker, um, that's the person that sits you in whatever seat you're going to be in. So everyone always sets up to you because they think that you bring them luck and you're going to put them in a great seat. Uh, he did none of those things. He actually didn't really talk to me. And I remember um, asking him one day, I was like, look, you come in here all the time and you never hit on me. And I'm like, one of five girls. So are you gay? Are you married? Like, you know, are you asexual? <laughs> like, you know, like, are you just not seeing me here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you not see this? <laughs> I want you to hit on me, okay? <laughs> and he said he never had like a woman approach him in that way. And he's like, wow, okay, this is a person I need to be with. Um, and we had a friendship for a very long time before we started dating. Um, um, but it just kind of set the groundwork on like 
what expect what expectations we had for each other right like he expected me to be honest and to be my authentic self i um expected him to also be his yeah <laughs> <laughs> which we work on all the time <laughs> oh my god that is so great that's so cute and i how did after that conversation how were you friends yeah not dating <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I was dating another person at the time. Like, so it was just me being funny. Uh, and then he was kind of like, well, you know, when the time is right, things happen the way that they're supposed to. And like, I really enjoy just the person that you are. Uh, so he would come in whenever my shift was to play and we just, you know, kept talking and, um, really. Oh, so he wanted to date you. Yeah. Yeah. He said it was really all a part of the plan. Waiting game. Yes, and I was like, okay, well played. I see how you play poker. I see how you play the dating game. I can potentially go into business with you. And then eventually we did. <laughs> nice. I nice. can go into business with you. <laughs> well, that marriage is a business. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not, it's not transactional. That's not what a business means. But you got to run your marriage like a million-dollar business. In fact, I'm in a um, – uh, so I – Chuck, Chuck and I are speaking, speaking at a marriage conference on May 8th. Nice. And the whole, you got to look up Marriage Inc. on um, Instagram. Okay. Everybody, oh, I, I pretend like nobody's watching. I pretend like I'm just having a conversation with you, Nicole. Okay. <laughs> no, I almost got my phone out. Like. <laughs> look up Marriage Inc. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the, this couple, Shannon and Shirley, they are uh, warriors for marriage. And that's like my passion of passions. And so the whole um, conference is running your marriage like a million dollar business or that kind of maybe that's not the name of it but it's like and so chuck and i are that's our topic pretty much how, how do you run your marriage like how do you treat your marriage like a bazillion dollar business you're going to think through lots of things you're going to think about about the way you communicate you're going to think about about how the, your roles and and contributing to each other and pouring i mean you're going to think about all of these things if think about it that way and all that will do is just like we've built strong businesses mm -hmm. you can build a strong marriage it only it's up to you and it's up to him and you guys put your heads together and figure out this business called marriage and it's beautiful it's such a blessing is it virtual or is it in person it's virtual i want to go virtually okay <laughs> anyway. you need, you need i just got up in a soapbox no, <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel awesome. I, yeah, no, I I completely agree. And when I tell people that, they're like, huh? I mean, if you think about it, it's two businesses merging into one, right? Like he has his mm -hmm. brand, I have my brand. Um, and when you have a million dollar business or when you start to think about your marriage or your life as a million dollar business, then you start to realize I can't have a minimum wage mindset. Mm. Woo! There's a quote. Pull that one out, Danielle, when you hear it. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. Well, I don't get off when we're done, but I am so grateful that you jumped on this podcast with us. I, I like you even more than the first time I talked with you, and I am 100% sure we are that you're going. this podcast is going to be a blessing to people who listen to it. Um, so thank you guys for watching a, a little note on April 22nd and April 23rd, Kristen and I are hosting a, an event called Flourish. On the Thursday, there's a two hours in the afternoon that we're getting together, hearing from some great outside women speakers. That night, we have arranged for a private VIP dinner for mm -hmm. all the ladies. And then the next day, we're having a Girl Educate Yourself Summit from um, in the morning, where we're going to hear, I think, from 8 
little mini girl educate summit um, of, or speakers. I want, we already have like 50 some women coming. Yeah. People are flying in. Don't miss it, you guys. Get up on our Instagram or on Facebook and respond to Flourish and come join us. We would love to have you. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. I and know. It's honestly like one of the best things about moms in real estate is all the amazing women we get to meet. So I'm so to come together. Yep, me too. So please join us for that and join us next week on Moms in Real Estate.